Hello and welcome to Conversations. I'm your host Dawn and this podcast is just a lighthearted, easygoing show where we talk all things soul, spirit, and self-discovery. I just want to learn and grow and elevate in the best way possible and I want you to come with me. I'm looking forward to all these new people that I'm going to meet and possibly building a brand new soul tribe. If you are new here, welcome. I am so happy to have you. And if you are returning and have been following me, thank you so much. Welcome back. I appreciate you all. And I hope that you get so much out of this podcast. I just am so excited for what's to come. So if you're ready, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Conversations. Today we have Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. Thank you so much for taking the time and doing this during the Mercury retrograde, full blue moon, all that business. Oh my gosh. We're just up for anything. We're such risk takers. (laughs) So tell everybody about you. Why are you here today? Yeah. Well, I was really excited to come on with you. Um, I am a psychic medium and manifesting facilitator, and I really enjoy deep diving with my clients into their soul's um, records, your Akashic records, uh, just to understand what's going on and what's best for you, what's going to best serve you next in your life, get you aligned so you really can manifest what you desire and to help release the blocks and the even stuff from past lives or childhood or from eons in your, in your soul's journey um, right. through hypnosis. So that's a little bit about me. That's a lot. You do a ton and all of it's so <laughs> interesting. When did you realize that you had gifts of being psychic or a medium? So I have to laugh because um, I have a, a a now guide, like spirit guide. Her name is okay. Shreyas. Shreyas. And uh, she was with me in the Peace Corps when I was like 20 and she was probably 60. And so she has now since passed. And she told me... Um, before I really got into my psychic stuff that this is literally what I'd be doing. She's like, Oh yeah, you're going to be using intuition. And I laughed. I, I remember laughing and here we are. So I'd say, <laughs> I'd say probably, probably around like 2014 when I started coaching and I just knew that there was like a, like a deeper way to get to the core of what was really going on for someone, um, you know, beneath the surface of like the outer issue, like wanting to change jobs or, you know, communication issues with the relationship. And um, of course, what synchronistically fell into my lap was a training, like a intuitive energy scan training. And so that's what gave me sort of the structure to begin exploring that like level, I suppose, of going into the quantum field and seeing and experiencing things through our clear senses and um, really just through like practice and um you know, studying things here and there, learning about what the Akashic records even are. Like, I think I was already in there. I just didn't know it had a word or a term, you know, Um, it's just really like gotten seasoned, I suppose, over time. And there's been for me, to be honest, like, like doors or steps, like I used to, (laughs) all the resistance, I used to say like, well, I'm not a psychic. I'm not a medium. I don't do that. And then like, well, here we are, you know, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) like because you're in the quantum field you realize like it's all it's all present it's all fair game it's just where are you connecting to and what's um most for me what's most of service in that moment for that person and I just become the vessel to channel it through I love that do you do you hate that things have labels like that I mean yes I do actually (laughs) I kind of I mean I try to be a little bit like neutral to it so 
Yeah, I mean, not to cut you off. Sorry, if you had more to that oh my question. Gosh, no, but, go ahead. <laughs> but yes, I do. So <laughs> I, I remember um, when I first learned about the Akashic Records, I was like, this is just the quantum field. We're just giving it a label because we're humans and we need to quantify stuff so we can all talk about it and understand it and give people a pathway to get there. But the thing is, like with the Akashic Records, for instance, like the library of your soul, like the image of a library is just for us, you know, like going to like one book is just for us. It's like how we can maybe best interpret that, you know? Um, So that's fine. It's just that someone, you know, channeled that this is a way to access information in the quantum field. But to me, it's not like there's like a special area in the quantum field that is this, this is energy that exists and we are crystallizing it because we get to communicate it about it a certain way. And, and now I use it. I feel it is very effective to take clients into the Akashic field, the Akashic records um, with, with them, like as a way shower where they're, they're talking through it with me and we're able to help them like when they get kind of stuck or they're not sure where to go next, really decipher and discern the information that's there for them. Mm, gosh, that's so fascinating. So if somebody was seeking you out, you know, to have get help and they, okay, her name's Betty. Betty walks okay. in and Betty wants to switch careers because she just feels like she wants to be a waitress now. She, that's just where mm-hmm. she feels like. Are you like so psychic that you're actually seeing that she is in a terrible relationship and that's what she should be focusing on and you try and direct her that way or how does it work? Oh, that's an interesting question. So, um, I mean, I'd say yes and, you know, so we all have free will and we all have that which we are, we feel like we're ready and available to um, to deal with. So I, so I'd say like, yes. And like, if let's say like she wants to switch jobs, she wants to become a waitress. Well, what we're going to dive into is like, well, what, what is she, why is she just super stoked about waitressing? Is she trying to escape something? Does she feel worthy, unworthy? Like what's underneath it. Right. Mm-hmm. And also like what, you know, does someone simply need to understand how to make that transition for themselves? Right. Right. And, or is there stuff that's kind of messy in other areas of their life? Cause that's going to come through, whether it comes through, through conversation or um, I'm doing an intuitive reading and I, I notice it. Like one of the initial um, readings I'll do for people is this intuitive energy scan. And I use the basis of the chakras to see what's going on with love, what's going on with you know, sexuality or creativity, what's going Mm -hmm. on with like, you know, how do you feel safe? And so many times, like, you know, wounding from the mother or something's off in the relationship, it'll definitely show up. And in fact, I do um, group uh, live intuitive readings Mm -hmm. on an app called Insight Timer, um, typically every Friday. And that's where, you know, I can't see anyone. It's just their comments and their avatars, you know, coming through and um, stuff like that will show up. So um, yeah, I do feel like, I feel like I want to disqualify, like everyone has free will, you know? So Mm -hmm. I'm not kind of like sort of, I would say like a predictive psychic. Sometimes like information does come up very clearly. And if that's what's meant to be shared, then that's what's shared through me. Everyone's different. You know, you can go to different psychics, I'm sure, and they'll tell you different things. But mm-hmm. that's been that's been my experience. So the intuitive um, scan that you do, is that like Reiki? Well, okay. So everything is energy, right? Mm-hmm. So um, Reiki is like a, a, like I'd say like a codified or like a, 
a, a practiced way, like a downloaded way to um, deliver energy healing. And I'd say read, because I'd say many Reiki practitioners are reading the energy of a person. Um, so I'd say like, yes, and, <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> I feel like I, the way I would say is like, I feel like I'm going into the quantum field and I am connecting with that person's um, energy centers and, you know, energetically or through the frequency. And then I am um, receiving information, like what's most, what's most present or what is, what is most valuable information right now to be shared? Hmm. Can you read somebody's energy just right when meeting them? Or is that something you turn on and off? Well, I would say, you know, I think many people who, everyone's intuitive. It's just the degree to which we've been able to cultivate it or that it's been like accepted, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I would say that when I was a kid, I was reading people's energy and I was reading people's thoughts and my mom would get freaked out and say like, stop, (laughs) stop telling me what I think. I'm like, I know what you're thinking. So, so so funny. Yeah. And so, you know, having premonitions or just, you just, it's like, I mean, I hate to, you know, like an animal, like a dog picks picks up on people's energy. Like, I feel like that's been there. This um, deeper level, I definitely feel like I turn it on and turn it off almost deliberately at this point because I've gotten like pretty busy in my practice. And so I, I feel like I need, I like the mental space away from being in that space. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Like, just like watching Netflix. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You, you need your energy too to get it replenished so you can't be on all the time. Um, okay, this question I have asked other people, but I am still intrigued by it because I still don't understand. How do you decipher the voice that you have in your head from your intuition? How do you know which is just that monkey mind voice and which one is the one that you're supposed to be listening to? Well, again, I feel like this is a practice and uh, there's some different ways we can practice understanding which one is intuition. Um, I have an intuition guide. It's a free one. You know, we can offer it to your listeners. It's just oh, called, yeah. yeah, it's called the intuition guide. And I'd say the first step really is to just practice doing like a body scan meditation, because then you just understand what you're feeling in your body and you're identifying when you're feeling joyful and where that is. Oh, are you holding some tension from what somebody said to you yesterday? Where is that? Because we we have so much we're so, we have so much sovereignty. Like there's so much we can do. We don't when we do a body scan, you can see. Oh yeah, like I'm still bothered by what Jane said to me yesterday, and I can just clear that out. I don't have to keep holding that. Now that I see it, now that I'm aware of it, I can clear it. And similarly, we can do the same thing. Like with our intuition, we can um, check in with it. Like is this is it in my best interest to have another glass of wine tonight? <laughs> Or, you know, is it, am I better off taking this green juice out of the fridge? I don't know. Like, you know, is it with relationship? It's not so much like, should I, it's like, is it in my highest good? Is it in my highest interest? Um, So I think through that, just through the practice, like having fun with it, you know, like do that in the grocery store, do that when um, you're deciding which show to watch, you know, you can, um, this particular guide takes you through what we call like a sway test. It's like using your full body to check in with your intuition. So I know you asked about the voice, but I think I went to the body first because Mm -hmm. um, the body is separate from the mind, right? Like, I mean, it's not separate from the mind, but 
we get to, there's so much going on in our minds all the time. Sometimes right. it's easier when we're starting to actually like, not, just don't even go there, just go to the body and just see what's a yes, what's a no, just see what you feel because um, these are different senses, clear senses, right? Like mm-hmm. clear, clear audience, we're hearing it, we're hearing the voice, um, clear sentience, like we're sensing it, uh, clear, clairvoyance, we're seeing it. So it's opening us to like the variety of ways we can do it. So that said, what I've found is when you start to tune in like this and you start doing the body scan, you might also receive the voice as well. Like, oh, is it in my highest good to go out with my friends tonight? Maybe I just really better off chilling and hanging out at home and that's fine, you know? So mm-hmm. um, you, you can understand like, oh, is that, do I hear the yes? Where is that? So you start to differentiate a little bit and then you start to become more aware. I think, you know, when you're doing these meditations, you're hearing the inner dialogue, what the inner di- dialogue sounds like, like how it moves through. And then um, when you're receiving information, when you feel like you're receiving a channeled message, like, does it, does it, does it land a little different? I know for me, a lot of times when I'm really channeling, it's like very direct. It feels like louder and very direct. And oh. I know it's not like my own thoughts. My own thoughts will be like, this sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but then the voice is like saying it <laughs> very clearly. And that's gotten stronger or uh, more accurate as you've gotten older and more in tune with it? Yeah, I'd say that, you know, having having success, like seeing success with it has helped me to, I guess, um, I mean, deal a lot with my own ego that is like, what if I'm wrong? This sounds crazy, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that'll still come up. I think I have a lot more confidence because um, I've received like the name of people. Like, I I feel like I've gotten confirmation with clients that, yeah, that is like, okay, I really do feel like I am on the right track. Um, I feel like I do enough channeling for myself to know, like, there was a time when I just didn't feel like I've loved my different jobs, but I just didn't feel like I'd landed. I just wasn't there. You Mm -hmm. know, I hadn't put it all together and I I really know that I am there right now. And not to say it won't change again, like in a year, 10 years, but like, I feel completely like I'm in the right place right now, which feels amazing. Yes. Happy for you. Oh, thank you. I just, it's been, it's been, it's been a road, you know, I mean, it, it took some different trial and error and I don't, I loved everything along the way. I, I don't think I even would have been doing this 10 years ago, if that makes sense. I wouldn't have even mm-hmm. known to do this, but it all kind of led me here. Um, but I hope that helps. And I, I, I feel like sometimes too, like we don't even, we get to listen to our own inner dialogue. You know, I, I think sometimes we feel like it has to be somebody else's voice or like a guide's voice, but you know, I, a lot of times it it can just be your own voice too. You just start to separate out. Is this a voice that's worried about me or is this the voice that's expansive, you know? And that's Mm -hmm. where you can tap into the body and be like, Oh, I'm really constricting right now. My jaw is tense. And so I feel like this is the worried voice or like, Oh, my heart feels sparked. And I, I have, I have the what ifs, but I feel that full body. Yes. Like that's where I feel like I want to intermingle the senses a little bit to help with, to help with that. Wow, it really is just getting sitting with yourself, getting to know yourself. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, when you said about Jane upset you yesterday, and you just have to get rid of that or cut it out, how do you do that? 
Well, again, you know, we don't always even realize what we're carrying until we Mm -hmm. even do something like a body scan going to bed. And, you know, we're around different people, we're picking up on different people's energy. And so it is just a nice practice to, uh, you can sort of picture like, oh my gosh, I feel like I haven't been in a, by an office printer in so long, but you know, an office printer <laughs> and the light just sort of like goes across, it goes across. Yes. Yes. I just loved watching that. I don't know why, but you can just <laughs> picture like this light like that, like just going from head to toe, just like going, bringing pure energy through every cell of your being. And then when that reaches the ground, it's just uh, releasing any, any just darker droplets or any energy that you may have picked up that you're aware of or not aware of, you can just release that to the ground to neutralize as it will just neutralize and dissipate. You can also like take your hand across your arms and kind of brush, brush energy off. You can kind of take your arms high and out to the side to sweep your aura. Those are some more somatic ways to kind of clear your energy field or just ohm ohm a few times is a very mm-hmm. nice clearing. I think if you do a body scan, you realize, well, my jaw is really tight. Oh, I'm still holding on to what I didn't say to Jane yesterday. So mad about that. Like, you know, there's uh, cord cutting. You kind of cut the cord with that mm-hmm. aspect of that relationship. I love coming from love. <laughs> so even right. just sending that person some love and compassion for what we do or don't know they're going through for the situation, sending some love and compassion to the situation, sending love and compassion to ourselves. No, those are great. Yeah. Uh, earlier you were talking about your spirit guide and then you said that she had passed. Um, I always thought spirit guides were uh, like angels or people that are passed on or assigned to you. So you had a spirit guide that was actually here. So I would, well, I would say it like this, like when I say spirit guide, I'm probably using that term loosely to encompass uh, all the energy bodies in spirit that Mm -hmm. help support us. And um, to me, that could include, you know, past loved ones, Um, that could include past pets, spirit animals, Um, it could include guides, So when you go into the Akashic Records, you might have a guide come for that experience that's sort of just there for that experience. Um, You know, we have the angels, the archangels. And so I do feel like we have this whole body, like how amazing to have this whole body of support to call on, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for me, and also with that, people on this earth, like we're all just kind of recycled stuff. We're just like souls kind of like, I'm sorry. We're very beautiful, light light beings of recycled. We're we're recycled garbage. (laughs) That's beautiful. It's so beautiful. So, I mean, if you think about it, like, um, some, this is something we can sometimes see like in an intuitive reading, um, a relationship that we have in current life that we had in a past life that is regenerated in a different way. And um, again, not to sound weird, but it's like, like <laughs> your, like your, chi- like your child could have, this is going to sound so weird, but like your child could have been like your husband in a past life and you're okay. just regenerating recycled in a different format, a different dynamic um, for your soul's growth, for your soul's study. Like we have soul families. So we might see them many times through different lifetimes. 
And I, I think some of my clients can really identify like someone they have in their current life. They're like, oh yeah, we go way back. We go back to like Egyptian times. Like they just, you know, they've done some work or they know uh-huh. um, that they, they've had, you know, many journeys together. And you might find this to me is the thing about like some of our um, boyfriends, girlfriends, partners who we just don't end up with, but we have this like love and affection for them you know, it's highly possible, like they're part of your soul family. They're just there for like a part of your journey here, moving your soul forward with something. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So some people can just seem familiar to you and that could very well be just because you knew them in a former life. Yeah. And, and they could be, you know, soul, what I would call like soul family. Um, I'd say like, you know, Shreya's for instance, um, she, her name's Jane Shreyas. And like I said, she was older when she was in the Peace Corps. Um, but I, you know, I think the way our, our friendship evolved, you know, we have spent many years, we didn't even, for no good reason, we just didn't, you know, I don't even know if we, if we, do we have cell phones back? <laughs> I mean, it makes me sound so old. Like, <laughs> um, but, you know, it just we're in touch and then we got back in touch and it just became this really beautiful friendship and very much like a, a spiritual guide of sorts here. And um, and uh, when her when when she passed, I guess her she her, her daughter uh, sent me Shreya's uh, Osho Zen tarot deck, like a tarot deck that was literally the first deck I ever had my cards read with. Like Shreya's was the first person to read my cards and, um, and I have her deck now and it's just very meaningful. And I, you know, I, I feel like I, I, I'm able to communicate with her. Like I know right when she's in the, in the room, so to speak, and, you know, very much as there as, um, just as kind of spirit, just like, she's got my back. Right. That's how it feels. Yeah. Protected. Yeah. Oh, that's really neat. What what are our biggest blocks, or is there a common block? Oh for yeah, to, it oh, all. Oh, it, go go. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> you know what? Okay, so <laughs> it all boils down to this. I feel like when we come into human form, we kind of forget that we come from unconditional love, and our source being is unconditional love, and then you know through. Sometimes our parenting, because I'm a parent and we are not perfect. Right, <laughs> and right. you know, and and the and the karma and these soul studies that we get, and the we come to Earth, and Earth is we signed up for this. You know, we we didn't sign up for I don't know whatever planet is Shangri La, like where we're all <laughs> eating eating fruit and just like bathing in the ocean and like right. We, we came to earth. So <laughs> make it known, like we signed up for this and it's not always the easiest, you know, but the thing is, is that when I, I say that, because I think because when we come into these bodies, we, we sort of forget what this unconditional love really is. The, the biggest blocks tend to be around worthiness, right? Shame. Like, mm -hmm. um, I, I want to, um, change jobs and become a spiritual healer, but am I, am I worthy of doing that? Am I, am I worthy of really being loved, you know, the way I envision love being, am I, do I settle for less because I have this 
idea that I'm really not that worthy. If I, if I succeed, do I actually feel shame? Do I feel like I am overshadowing someone else? Do I, do I feel shame when I'm really showing my true colors of who I really am? Mm-hmm. Is that what imposter syndrome got that, that term? Is that the same thing? Yeah. Like imposter syndrome tends to be like, um, like, I'll, like, for example, I get, became yoga certified, right? I'm a certified yoga teacher trainer and I go into my first couple classes and I feel like an imposter. Like, like, who am I to be teaching this class? Do they like me? Am I teaching a good flow? Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh, I do I need more training. I must need more training. I should go get some more training. That, that teacher is gonna, has to be better than me. That's kind of all that ego stuff that's like, well, I'm an imposter. Like, it's who's going to find me out, you know? Right. They're right. going to find me out that I am not good at this and this is just a farce. <laughs> yeah. It's all going to come falling down. So, and allowing us to step out of that pyramid into a completely different structure, the, the circle structure, where, um, like, when I'm in session with a client, like, I don't feel like I'm anymore the, I'm bringing my expertise and they're bringing, like, we're in, we're locked hand in hand, you know, we're together, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, you're working together and yeah. you're getting something from them and they're getting something from you and it's collaborative. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though that makes it seem like uh, the person's not helpless, like they're victim mentality type. Oh like they're here my goodness. Yeah, come along is, with me. This is the whole thing. And I'd say like some of my like clients who have really just kind of seen take off with this kind of stuff and with the manifesting is sort of when I feel like they have this aha moment going from like maybe what I'm saying or what I'm sharing to when they feel their own sovereignty, you know? And so they feel like they're, they're tapping into their intuition. They're tapping in, um, in that Akashic space, so to speak, like they're receiving that inner guidance. And I do feel like it helps to have, a coach. Like I have a coach, you know, it helps to have someone who can see through the windows in a way that perspective that you can't see. So, right. you know, I, I love investing in trainings and learning and definitely my coach. And, um, but what I love about it in terms of what I do is helping people to sort of free themselves from some of these, um, you know, these fears or sort of these things like the shame or, um, they're kind of just in the collective, like a lot of people hold it. And some of it comes from the way we do the world and some of it comes from their own personal experience, but it's very freeing when they let go of it. They're just, the procrastination goes to the side. Like they're doing the stuff they say they want to do. Yeah. And you're a hypnotherapist too, right? Yes. So does that come into play with every single person that you help? Do you have to get them to that level of consciousness? Well, I'd say that, uh, so I got certified in hypnotherapy in January and it really, to me was like the missing link of energy clearing or Mm -hmm. belief belief clearing or subconscious clearing that I was definitely looking for because there were different modalities that came my way. And I was like, I don't know, but I'll tell you hypnosis, people will come to me and I'll meet with them a week later after our session as a check-in. And I'd say like 99% of the time they're like, Everything that we talked about, like, that's what's happening in my life. Like, I'm doing it. Or this trigger happened the day after our session, and I didn't feel triggered. Um, It's just, it's so empowering. Wow. And it works because we, all these things that we're talking about, like, things like shame, for instance, the imprint into the subconscious. And 
Like that's what's running the show in, in your prefrontal cortex in the front of your brain. Rationally, you might know like, oh, it's super safe to pick up a call and see if somebody wants to buy some sessions from me. Right. Like mm-hmm. I have this discount, like, you know, or I've, I've done like beauty MLMs, like pick up the phone, call someone. But what can happen is like, let's say we've got shame in the background. Oh, I feel ashamed to call them. I feel like I'm bugging them. I feel like, mm-hmm. I, is it really a value or are they going to, what are they going to think of me? They're going to think less of me. It's like all those stories. Right. So um, that's all running like in the prefrontal cortex, you see other people making those phone calls. You know that um, people need what you have to offer, but people won't do it. They'll, they will stop, they'll stop themselves or procrastinate or, give them this too busy or whatever it is and not get that success because the the subconscious is running the show and saying, Nope, this is not safe. You're going to feel shame. We're going to avoid that. Or you wind up just fighting yourself and you'll do it, but then you feel crappy about it, (laughs) you know, and you run this whole like cycle, like hamster wheel. Like I did it and I feel great. And then I got to do it again. And you got to like build yourself up again. (laughs) And like, you don't have to be on that hamster wheel. That's where hypnosis is. um, Yeah, it's just very effective. Does it take multiple sessions usually to get get to where you need to be? So I would say typically like, okay, so um, one session will pretty much blow open one area. And let's say you have some layers. Like I'll give an example of a client who came in and she had, um, she had trauma, PTSD from an abusive husband. And so uh, she also wanted to get her business up and running after she had moved. And she was procrastinating and didn't feel like she had time with her business. So we started out working with the, um, like the, the trauma, the PTSD from her ex and how that was kind of coming up. It was coming up in her thoughts. It was coming up in sleep. It was coming up in how she was sort of reacting to certain situations. And so, um, so we did that and she had immediate results with that where a song would come on the radio and she would think of him, but then that's it. It wouldn't spiral into any other thoughts. Um, you know, she even had, uh, uh, a coworker, like a younger coworker horse playing with her and she didn't get triggered by the horse play, you know? So she was ecstatic. She was super ecstatic. And so in our next session, we dove into um, the uh, releasing any beliefs about uh, getting the business up and going and then kind of imprinting um, the mindset around like time management. Because these are the things like we can actually do that with the subconscious. Like, uh, oh, I I totally do. I have, you know, I do have two hours on a Tuesday and this is what I'm going to do. And it's also not just the thought, but it's like the emotion of it. It's the why. Well, why am I doing this? Why am I spending my time doing this? Um, And so and she's had a lot of success with that as well. So I would say if there's a layer underneath it that let's say you're dealing with one thing, let's say you're dealing with like, um, like overeating. Um, Mm -hmm. If we deal with overeating and then we realize it's still not happening, then we need to look beneath the surface. Like, well, what's underneath there? Are we feeling anxious? Are we feeling alone? Um, Does eating feel like companionship? You know, and I say for me, because I'm already like a, like a digger, <laughs> I, I already like, like I'm not satisfied until I'm like, okay. So I, I feel like we get that typically in the first session, but let's say for some reason it just hasn't come to the surface. That's okay. That, that session will, 
it'll show us, it'll show us what's sticking and then we can address that. Gosh, what a rewarding job it is. that you're helping people and having people say, like, I am a completely different person than I was six months ago. I'm not scared. I don't have imposter syndrome. I'm confident. Like how, how much better could a job be than that? It's, it's really very rewarding. Yeah. It's the best feeling. <laughs> oh, yeah. And why do we do that to ourselves? It's like all in our mind and we talk ourselves out of everything that scares us or, you know, it's just like, no, 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 that's not safe. Just stay, stay in your little comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, part of it is, um, really just biological to not die. So (laughs) like, it's just keeping us alive and, you know, you'll see different people have different levels of, uh, what's it called? Like, um, I can't think of the word right now. Like if you think of like a motocross person, right. Like their, Mm -hmm. their idea of danger, their level of this is dangerous, like that might be like a 10 for me. And they're like, it's like a negative two for them, you know? Right, right. So, but also I really feel like, I feel like this is important. (laughs) Um, It's like, when we look at, when we look at not taking our society for granted, right? Like, well, I look at why, like, why would I be so afraid of this? Hmm. Maybe it's because, no offense to any religions out there, but right. we got really indoctrinated in, you know, I'd say the U.S. in general in a very, you know, Christian mindset. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up Catholic. And, yep. uh, yeah, and uh, and we know that um, many indigenous cultures uh, through, you know, missionaries, a lot of what they were already practicing try to get erased, right? They're like, well, yeah. let's convert you and then let's not do this anymore. We don't, the witch doctors and the shamans yeah. and let's just like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to, we're going to do this a different way. And, you know, same with um, burning the witches and everything that happened even in Europe um, with, with witches, it's all the same. It's like, well, who was doing that, right? Who was taking power? Oh, right. why, why would I not speak up? Oh, well, maybe there's some, backstory in my lineage that's like well look what happened to great 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 aunt Jeannie <laughs> I, you know? yeah. because she did speak up or she was just doing her thing with with some herbs and they came and got her you know yeah so um yeah I think there's it's partly like like what's mine and what's in the collective sometimes mm-hmm. it's like there's an overlap Yeah. And I find the whole belief system topic just to be super fascinating too. You know, just we grow up and we're we're taught this is the way. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's do this. We'll do it this way. And that's the only way. And, and it's so interesting to face things and think, why is, why are things that way? And, you know, either you feel safe to question it or you don't. So all that's fascinating. Yeah. Oh, Stephanie, this has been awesome. Yeah, I love really it. You, just, you have so much information, but you're, <laughs> you're, you articulate it so well because I um, tend to get wrapped up in a lot of the verbiage and stuff. And so when you, when you explain it the way you did, it really made sense to me. So thank you for oh, that. Oh yeah, you're welcome. No, I understand. I don't feel like, I, I get what you're saying. Some of the words and stuff, we get so used to talking about it. We just think everybody knows what that is, but yeah, thank you. I, tr- I try to make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the ideas are very abstract. They're hard to explain. And so I think that does deter people. They're like, well, that doesn't even make sense. So I'm not going to believe it. And it's like, well, maybe we do put too many labels on things 
and try and make, make them make sense in our minds instead of thinking, well, maybe this is a new thing. We have to make a new thing in our mind. It doesn't fit in the compartments that are already in there. I think that's really helpful. Otherwise we just kind of get dogmatic about stuff. And then there we are again, it has to be this way. And I just don't think that's true. Like, I think we can trust ourselves a lot more sometimes than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah, exactly. Think for yourself. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, tell people where they can find you and then I'll put everything in the show notes too, because not everybody pays attention, but just go ahead and tell people where they can find you. For sure. Yeah. I like to hang out on uh, Instagram at, um, oh my gosh, what even am I right now? Sorry. (laughs) Just Stephanie Zito. Just Stephanie Zito on Instagram and Uh um, on Facebook, Steph Zito. I think when I first made that profile, that's what I said. So that's what it is. And um, if you enjoy meditating or, you know, doing live uh, workshop sessions, I'm on an app called Insight Timer. Insight Timer is a meditation app. And um, I'm, I'm live on that app, usually on Fridays and on Sundays. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I'm writing it down so I don't forget. Okay. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for your time. I appreciate it. And I will for sure be in touch. Yeah. Fantastic, Dawn. Thank you so much. It's been really fun. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.